When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. Now is the time to start thinking about farm safety before harvest jumps on us. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Allison Lund. John Schutzke is a farm health and safety specialist with UW Extension and a professor in biological systems engineering. He's also well-versed in farm machinery, fire prevention, and safety. John tells us more about the fire dangers that arise with machinery. The most fires and also the most costly fires happen on the bigger harvesting equipment. That could be a forage harvester and most definitely combines because with a grain combine, you usually are talking about things that are quite dry, very desirable to combine a a dry crop. Um, And the causes in many cases include, well, we have to look at two things. We have to look at like what is the material that first gets ignited. In the case of any harvester, it's most often crop residue. The crop residue can obviously is flying around. We're in the middle of a dry crop. And so that's probably the biggest one. One of the things that we know also is that many times these crop residue fires then end up transmitting into a fuel line, or maybe they find some oil that's leaked out from an engine compartment or an engine area. And if that happens, and if we get a tire involved, a rubber tire, you know, on a big piece of machinery, it's almost always going to be a total loss. The causes are many. Um, A big cause, obviously, when you're operating a big, you know, hundreds of horsepower machine through the field, you're necessarily generating a lot of heat. And so it's that heat from the engine. It could be an exhaust manifold, a muffler, even just the engine surfaces themselves. And a big one is turbochargers. If you have a turbocharger and and it is close to proximity to dry crop material or, again, leaked out, oil or other types of petroleum products, or if you have something like a hydraulic hose rupture, you have an inferno. So there are a lot of different things. Anytime we bring a fuel source close to a heat source on a harvester, we're going to have a fire. I should also say, Allison, that it's not just harvesters. Occasionally, we will see tractor fires, although they're probably not as common as that dry harvest condition that we see here in Wisconsin. So it sounds like crop residues and heat are really the perfect combination for this type of situation. Is there anything else that can pose a fire threat? Yeah, I know we talked a little bit prior. Um, uh, One of the things that happens from time to time, and I think the industry has done a good job of remedying this to some extent, but the other thing that can happen, I think we've all experienced this like in our cars or pickup truck where you have, you blow a fuse. And in some cases on a large piece of machinery, if you are blowing fuses or circuit breakers or you have any type of electrical issue, for example, if you see lights flickering or you have an intermittent short circuit, we do know that electricity uh, flowing, you know, current moving through the wires on a large combine can, in fact, arc and cause a fire because of a high heat when you have the resistance from, a again, a, a worn wire Uh, Perhaps somebody has put in too big of a fuse because they keep blowing that fuse. So electrical fires are not terribly uncommon. Um, Electrical fires are difficult because sometimes it's really tough to diagnose where the problem is. And one of the things that I always recommend, unless you're a, a guru with, you know, electrical circuits and you really understand how your combine is wired, and where all those sources are that you could potentially be having a short circuit or other type of damage, you probably need to see a dealer or a mechanic who can diagnose the 
the electronics and the electrical parts of your system. So yeah, elect- electricity can be a, a cause of fire. Well, and that can be a scary situation. And, you know, so many people might think this isn't going to happen to me, but how prevalent are these fires? You know, that's a really good question. We Currently, we don't have great data. Um, I do, because I've done a lot of work historically going back more than 30 years, I've looked at about 12,000 burned machines. So anytime, anytime somebody has a combine catch on fire, they go to Google and they find me and, and I learn about it. So it does seem like, like I get reports of a lot of these fires. We don't have a good sense right now of how many machines burn in the field. I can tell you this, Allison, if I go back uh, 10 or 20 years, there were particular makes and models of combines, especially combines, that during their lifetime probably had a 20 to 50% chance of literally burning to the ground. And I guess I want to I want to commend the machinery industry because they really have done a great job of thinking about the electrical system, thinking about making sure that everything is well protected. If you're running wires, uh, you know, a, a big combine has got a lot of electricity, a lot of electrical and electronic components. So they've done a great job of running wires through conduits, uh, protecting them from like rodent damage and wear. And I think our machinery industry has also done a great job of eliminating the like horizontal surfaces where you would tend to collect more crop residue. And then they also have done a great job of moving a lot more air. These big machines generate a ton of heat. So you need to move that heat out. So the fan systems and the cooling systems are much better designed than they were a couple of decades ago. But in terms of the prevalence today, I would hope, I would say that the number is probably uh, less than 5% chance in any given year. Um, for an individual machine. However, that probability increases dramatically if people are not paying attention to prevention. And I'm glad that you bring up prevention. What are some of those measures that farmers can be taking now in the off-season, but also regularly throughout the year to make sure that these fires don't happen? Yeah, great question. And and I think, you know, here we are in the month of July, and, uh, you know, other people might be listening to this interview in, in August or another month. Like, right now is a really great time window, especially when we look at harvesting equipment, right? Because we're typically talking about a lot of activity, a lot of activity in September, October, and November. So here in the in the latter part of the summer, making sure to go through that combine or that forage harvester with a fine-tooth comb. Again, if you have any concerns about electricity, if you've had arcing, if you've had um, lights flickering or some type of like unpredictable short circuits and you can't quite figure it out, it's really important that you get that fixed. The other thing is to go through your machine with uh, air compressor, uh, the right type of uh, protective equipment, safety glasses, and hopefully a dust mask, and get everything blown off, get all of those horizontal surfaces clean of crop residue. And then as you're cleaning off all that crop residue, the straw and the chaff and the plant material, also be looking for places where you might have a leaking fuel line or oil line or hydraulic system you know, some type of a, a leaking seal or a hole someplace or a, a connection that needs to be tightened because it's that combination, again, of the crop residue plus the liquid petroleum products that can really fuel a fire big time. So cleanliness, you know, what did we used to say? Cleanliness is like godliness or whatever. It's the same with fires and machinery. The cleaner you can get that thing, the better. 
But that doesn't mean if you do all this work now in July or August, uh, during the harvest season itself, depending on conditions, a lot of machines have to be blown out daily or at least every couple days to make sure that you're continuously uh, keeping that thing clean. It is a challenge. As we all know, Wisconsin, we've got this really limited window of a couple months of good harvest conditions, so people often don't want to take those extra 15 minutes or 30 minutes to make sure you're doing that preventive maintenance during the season. But in this case, it can mean the difference between, you know, a productive season or losing, you know, upwards of a $750,000 machine, and you don't want to have that happen during the heart of the harvest season. That's a good point to bring up because it's certainly worth it to take that time, however long it takes you, just to make sure that you can prevent these disasters from happening. Now, switching gears a little bit, let's say we're in the situation where a fire does arise and we are in the machinery. I know most people might think to panic, but what should we do? Yeah, you know, it is super scary if you are driving a large piece of equipment and you know, for listeners who have not been on these machines, they are huge. They're they're hard to see all the way around. You don't necessarily have full vision of all the operating components. And even for a seasoned operator, somebody who's been on one of these machines, perhaps since they were a teenager, uh, it can be scary when a fire breaks out. Oftentimes people know because you might have the engine that appears to be sputtering or you might smell the fire. Or in some cases, you might actually see smoke or actually flames themselves. So the first thing to do is to not panic, as you suggest. Keep your wits about you. It is probably not going to spread from an engine quickly into the cab. Um, But you want to get away from any standing crop as quickly as possible, just like literally veering away to an area where you have less chance of catching the rest of the field on fire. That's number one, and as soon as you get away from the standing crop, get the machine shut down. One of the problems that we have is, especially if we're burning uh, hydraulic fluid or oil because we've got a leak and now we've got this flaming inferno, the more quickly you can turn that machine off, the more likely you are to, like, suppress the flow of all that liquid and you're going to help, like, quell the fire to some extent. And the other thing you're going to do is you're going to knock back all that air is simply fanning the, the flames that are that are burning. The other thing about shutting off the machine, and this has been a little bit controversial, but our research over several decades has shown this, when you approach that fire then with a handheld fire extinguisher, you're much more likely to be able to aim that extinguishing chemical into the areas where the fire is occurring. If the engine is running, if you forgot to turn it off or you panicked and you left everything running, it's pretty hard to put out a fire with a fire extinguisher. So pull away from standing crop, get your fire extinguisher, maintain a safe distance, turn the engine off, um, attempt to fight the fire. The other thing that's probably, we should probably put in that set of recommendations, if you have a cell phone or other means of communication, you're going to want to call 911 and you're going to want to get help out to the field. A lot of these fires are big enough that you might be able to, like, knock them back with a handheld fire extinguisher, but you may not be able to fully extinguish the fire. So if you get a fire department out there, you've got a higher probability of saving that machine. And, Allison, the last thing I want to say is not all fires can be put out by the farmer. Um, We have had some situations where people have been badly injured or even killed while attempting to fight a fire on a piece of farm equipment. And do realize that if you've got 
this flaming inferno, and it does not seem that your fire extinguisher is doing much to put that fire out. It is best that, again, you have help called, they're on their way, and you need to stand back and protect yourself. I think that's an important point to bring up, John. You know, safety really is key in these situations. And if you're able to at least get out of the field, get the engine turned off, do what you can, you know, let the professionals take over and get that fire put out. Is there anything else that you'd like to share about this machinery fire safety or any key takeaways that people should remember? Yeah, yeah, let me just say, uh, let me say a couple things. Number one is all of this also suggests that you need to make sure from a fire, from a, from a farm safety perspective, generally, um, you need to make sure that you're thinking about all issues of risk on the farm, and that includes your financial risk. So making sure that you have, you are reviewing your insurance company on all of your equipment from year to year with your insurance agent, that's super important because if you have one of these situations where you have an uncontrollable fire, it is vital that you have good insurance. So that's, that's an important thing. I've also alluded to the fact that any time we have an unexpected event or disaster, you need to have a means of communication. That could include an injury where you're isolated out in some remote area. I know still that there are parts of Wisconsin where we don't have good cell phone coverage. I would actually urge people to shop around and look at the plans that are most likely to cover all of your farmstead, your fields, your property, so that you can have that means of communication if something bad happens. And then the last thing I'll just say is we have this natural tendency in the farming community. You know, I was there myself. I grew up on a, on a family farm. You've got that old adage of make hay while the sun shines, and that means go, 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 go once things get started. But it is important to take those extra moments every day, do what it takes in terms of whether it's fire safety or replacing guards and shields, because when these things happen, if a person is if a person is badly injured or killed, it changes it doesn't just change that person, it changes their whole family and the community. So prevention and communication is just really, really crucial. John Chutsky, Farm Health and Safety Specialist with UW Extension, with a look at how farmers can take some time now to prevent machinery fires down the road. Remember, taking those extra moments during harvest to clean equipment could be the difference between a successful harvest and lost equipment. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Allison Lund.